date to your potential, inspiring, educating, and empowering single members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Our hosts are Peggy Matheson, betrayal trauma recovery expert, and Sharon Collier, certified life and relationship coach. Hello, everyone. Hi there. Episode 62. I'm so excited for this. Peggy's taking the lead on this. Such valuable information. We're going to talk about six steps to making a challenging conversation successful. Challenging conversations. This is all about conflict resolution, really, right? It is. Yeah, it is. something. Well, it may not even be. I mean, there's internal conflict. Initially, there may not be per se, conflict in the relationship, but internally something's not quite going right. Right. And you want to you wanna approach it. And we're going to talk about reasons why we don't have these conversations uh, yes, to important. begin with. But the truth is that if you don't talk about it, you will act it out. Yes. Somehow it's going to be, it's going to come up. It's going to happen. The And these conversations, they are so... You have to have to know how to do this yes. to have a successful relationship. Well, in all your relationships. And yeah. this is not, if you think this is just about dating. No, no. It's about any relationship. It, it could be at work. It could mm-hmm. be with your family, with your kids, you know, all of that. Um, siblings, you know, you right. have to be able, these skills are really, really important. Yes. So I'm really glad that that we're doing this. Actually, yes. I asked a friend, do you have anything you want us to talk about? And she brought this up and I'm like, great idea. And on that note, so, can we just say we do have an email, date to your potential at gmail.com. If you have a great subject that you want us to cover, go ahead and email us. Date to your potential at gmail.com. Yes. yes. Thank you for bringing that up. Okay, so... So if you don't talk about it, you will act it out. Sharon, how have you seen people act this out? Well, a lot of times, well, first of all, you start building resentments. Oh yeah. This is this is why this is why so many people are divorced. They just build and build and build more and more resentments. But a lot of times this comes out as anger because it sat there so long. It festers and mm-hmm. it gets really ugly. And you build these stories around it and this, and, the and make build. assumptions that are not necessarily true. You don't really understand the other person's perspective maybe or yes. maybe if you've been in a long-term relationship you have an idea and but but you you need to be able to to face this. You yes. need to be able to handle these things. Well, you know, as well as I do when your anger starts bubbling up, you take it out on the people closest to you, which are the people that you love the most. And it can be passive aggressive stuff. It could be. It's like, but you don't want to do that to the people you love. No, you I mean, don't you don't want to do, do it to people you don't love either, but really that's where your anger usually bubbles up and comes out. Right. That's probably the one of the number one things yeah. that happens because yes. things aren't going well and you need to talk about it. Nobody can read your mind as right. much as particularly women like to think that that men should know that they should oh, understand. Yes, that is that is a flaw we women do have. Yeah, we have to be careful of that. So why don't we talk about things like this? Oh, I think you have a bunch of good ones. I do. Why don't we talk about things that bother us? Bother us. One, we're afraid of someone's reaction. There's a big fear of confrontation. And so we're afraid of bringing it up. What what are they going to say? What are they going to do? You know? Right. Um, Well, hopefully it's not because of past experience of them blowing up. Well, that's one of the reasons. That's one of that's number two is projecting past experiences Uh onto the present. So you may have had experiences in the past and this kind of a conflict came up and it did not go well. Right. And you may be projecting that onto this. Maybe a maybe you're just starting out dating someone and you don't really know them and you've projected this onto them. And so you're like, oh, no, 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 I'm not going there. Right. Right. Okay. 
Um, third, you worry about being disliked. Oh, you're yeah. afraid that that they're gonna you're gonna you're gonna have to tell them something they don't want to hear, yeah. and then they won't like you anymore. Yeah, that's hard. That is hard. It's a hard thing to do. Number four, you're not sure how to approach it. And I think that, and that's why you're listening today, because we're going to give you, we're going to tell you, we're going to talk about this. And this is not the end all be all, but these are basics that really are important in having these important, challenging conversations. So not sure how to approach it. Maybe we don't know how to prepare. And, And one of the big things is, and this is just part of human nature, is that we don't always have hard conversations. Most of our conversations tend to be pretty easy, right? And unless you're in an abusive relationship, then it's, then it can be a lot of hard conversations, but setting that aside, generally we aren't, we don't have that muscle. We haven't built that muscle of how do I have a hard conversation? And that comes like clear from childhood. Yeah. If, if, if um, conflicts aren't resolved in a healthy way as a child, you're not going to have that skill as an adult. Right. And if you weren't taught, Parents can teach Mm -hmm. their kids how to do this. This is emotional intelligence, Mm -hmm. by the way. By the way. Yes. This is a big part of having high emotional intelligence is being able to handle challenging conversations in a successful way. Yes. Okay, the next one, number five, we hope someone else will take this on. Like, oh, am I the one that has to do this? (laughs) Oh, isn't this my coworker's responsibility? Or isn't this their maybe their friends social group? Their friends should tell them this. No, and that that can be you feel like maybe you have a little imposter syndrome like oh no i'm i don't that's not something i i i'm not the one that's supposed to be doing that right right but if it's coming up for you maybe yeah. you are the one that needs to do it well and you have to ask yourself do you want to put up with this behavior for the next six months to whenever lifetime right. you know right when it could be resolved right and then six we worry about reactions in other words what's going to happen in the moment right um what what and what this comes down to really is worry is not having control over the response. Yes. So this is Which a control we thing. We don't yeah. have control and we've got to understand we're not going to have control of the other person's reactions, but we can have control over ours. Um and over how we and, and the more we're prepared to do this, the easier it's gonna be. And the more we do it, the easier it's gonna be. Yes. Um so here's something specifically for new relationships, which could be like with, with dating particularly, we might be afraid to do this early on. Yes. And we want to, you know, maybe that we justify why we don't. Oh, I don't really know know them. Or, oh, I really want them to like me. Any of the things I've just or listed, Why would right? we want to interrupt the rainbows and butterflies? Right. If everything is rainbows and butterflies, why would we want to interrupt that, you know? But that goes back to, you know, wanting them to still like us. Yes, but... Here's the gold in this. Here's the beauty. Here's the gem that we can take away. If we learn how to do this right away, Yes, we cut to the chase. Establish it early. We establish it early. We find out if this person can handle these challenging yes. conversations. We find out a lot. You can find a lot about yourself, about them. You find out how you interact together. And this will set you up for either going, oh my gosh, I think we've got this, we can work on this if it's successful, if they yes. respond well. Yes. If they don't respond well, then you might say, oh, it's a good thing I found that out so early, early on. And you yes. save yourself a lot of heartache. Yes. Right? So don't be afraid to start this from the very beginning. If your values and the way you want to be treated are not respected or something's going on that you're wondering about, 
don't let it sit and fester. Yeah. Just jump in, you know. Um, The other thing that I wanted to bring up here too is safety. Yeah. If we feel safe, um, we, so responses, if you're not feeling safe would be to um, react with silence or violence. And those terms came from Crucial conversations, by the way, I didn't coin those terms, right. but silence or violence, and that's a great way to, to do it. Um, so that usually means someone's not feeling safe. So be aware of the safety. Also, follow your gut. If, yes. if your gut is telling you, I need to have this over the phone and not in person, listen to that. Or if you need to have it in person and want to have it in person, set it up so that you feel safe. And what would that look like for you? Yeah. Does does it need to be in a public place? Does you know? Yes. Does it need to be in a private place? You know, what is it that would be needed? You know, for that. So those are two two things to consider. So now to the six steps. Wait, before we do the six steps, there are things that are involved in every communication that you have in these important communications there are different aspects that are involved and that is our thoughts yes our feelings our emotions our words our voice yes our voice how we say things which is really important and I'm going to tell a story on myself about this in just a minute but um, facial expressions and body language. Yes. Um, and the behaviors. These are all the components of of healthy communication. So behaviors would be like, like, are you? Do you normally withdraw? Are you masking? Are you pretending and not really telling the truth? Are yes. you um, trying to control? Are you? Um, you know, those are behaviors. Are you normally attacking? You know, those are the behaviors that are involved. Okay, so we've broken those down. I'm going to tell a little bit about the voice thing. Um, so in my marriage, um, and I, I do believe for me, this was a part of him muting me, wanting to mute my voice, but I learned how to speak more gently. Mm-hmm. And the way I learned how to speak more gently was I grounded myself. I would connect with my breath and I, I lead with my head a lot. I, my thinking, and I actually visually imagine myself leading, opening my heart leading with my heart and softening my voice. So that's a skill that I've learned as I have tried to have crucial conversations is to, to be calm. Yes. To be, you know, a a soft voice. Uh, Now I I admitted, right. That uh, a part of what was going on in my marriage was him muting my voice and accusing me of things that weren't true and having problems with me having anger, you know, right. because, because that was power. I now, I know now was power and he didn't like me having power. So that's just a little, a little tidbit for, well, you know, know, if yes. there's control, um, dominance over you, if there's an abusive situation, but okay. So those are, those are the components, right? Your thoughts, your feelings, um, body language, yes. facial expressions, your voice, yes. you, you know, behaviors. You be careful with those. So those are the components of a conversation. So as you think about this and be conscious about these things. So number one, so here we are, here we're going to now to the six steps. Can't wait. Let's <laughs> the do six it. steps. The first one is the setup. So everybody knows that one of my favorite things, well, if you've been listening to the podcast, you know, is that you've got to recognize what's going on first. You have to acknowledge Mm -hmm. that something's going on. So you have to look at yourself and go, "Hmm, I'm uncomfortable with something just that just happened. 
Okay, that's your cue that there needs to be a, a, a challenge, challenging conversation, a conversation that's going to be important for you to have. Right. Do you ask yourself, though, I'm going to ask the trauma expert, is some of that sometimes your trauma? Sure, so if you have a reaction. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so sometimes it's self-awareness. Like we, we, we need to clarify that in ourselves that, okay, Absolutely. I am being too sensitive or I am being, I'm not. I'm getting triggered here yes. and this reminds me. So that kind of, that that's you part know, the of the setup okay. is the self-awareness. Okay. So what are your thoughts? What are your feelings? What's happening here? Just get real curious about yourself, all right? And don't jump to conclusions about the other person, Okay, which is easy for us to right. do. I mean, that's very right. human. We like yep. to make up stories. We like everything to fit in a nice little pretty package. And, oh, yeah. But be really aware of your own reaction. So that I think that's a great point is that you're trauma speaking. Yeah. So just be aware of that. That is not an excuse. No, but to, self, to self-reflection be mean, is valuable. But self-reflection and looking at that and also noting what are your values do you want to react from that trauma or is that not who you really are? Are you really a person that leads with kindness, with integrity? You know, what are, you know, that you want to clarify things. I mean, yes. stand in your values. So that's the setup. Yes, All of that the is the preparation. Okay. Then the second thing, and also you might even figure out how you're going to say this, you know, you might even write it out yeah. and practice it a little bit and practice different options maybe different ways of doing it. So these are, like I said, these are six steps. Um, depending on the quality of the relationship and how safe you feel and how long you've been in the relationship, you may or may not use all of these steps, but right. I want to give them all to you. Right. Okay, the second step is request a time to talk or preface what you're doing. Sharon, you had some great ideas about how you've prefaced um, challenging conversations in the past. When you were talking about like for your kids. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we had a great kids. conversation before we started <laughs> I know, started our brainstorming this. session was big. Um, well, my youngest child just thinks sometimes that I am the root of all evil. <laughs> that I am the base of all his problems. And I've actually had to ask him because he's 23 and I'm older. I've had to ask him, I, I need you to stop and I need you to slow down and I need you to think about this as a grown up. So you prefaced you know, that conversation you know, with him. Yes, yes. Right. Because I need you to look at both sides of this, I've asked him. Um, because if you stay calm and ask, a lot of times they're going to give. And he has. He has gotten out of his 23-year-old boy self and started looking at things from my point of view because I prefaced. I, you right. know, I need you to be less emotional about this right now. And I need you to think about it, you know. That's fantastic. And I, don't, and I don't think there's anything wrong with doing that as long as you're not belittling. I could see how that could get belittling with somebody your own age. Sure. You know, but, you know, just prefacing, I, I really need you to look at this from my point of view. Yeah. Very good. Okay. So uh, requesting a time to talk or preface setting it up, right, um, is, 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 can be really important, especially, especially if... Like I've noticed from a, a woman to a man, a woman's thinking about all kinds of things and she's, and he may be in the middle of something and he is not in a place where he can accept that. You just say, hey, do you have a second to talk? Just say, um, I, I need to talk to you about something. You're not in trouble. It's it's no big deal. I just had this thought and I wanted to just kind of clarify something with you. When do you have 15 minutes that we can talk? Right. Well, right? this is smart woman to man because 
men compartmentalize. Mm -hmm. If he's out tinkering in the garage, he's in his garage tinkering zone, you know, compartment. He's not ready to be in the relationship. Yeah. And so, and so if you're telling him, Hey, I'd like to talk something over with you. And I'm just going to say, ladies, I think the kiss of death for men is we need to talk. Right. So let's not use that phrase. Just say, hey, I had something I wanted to, I thought about, and I'm curious about it. I wanted to ask you a question. It's probably, I'm thinking we're going to talk 15 minutes. When do you have time for that? Yeah. Right. But let him get out of his garage tinkering zone or his football game zone or whatever zone he's in and let him adjust to to the conversation zone. And you might even preface it with say, hey, when you have a sec, I I have something I want Mm -hmm. to. Yeah, bring up. And then you bring up when can we talk? You don't bring yeah. up the whole thing. Right, exactly. <laughs> just, okay. Right. Um that's two. Three is the is the observable facts. What are the yes. observable facts of what happened? The facts that they're going to remember. Well, it's like if you put a video camera, if somebody had videotaped mm-hmm. the whole thing, those are the facts. Yes. So, um, so let's say um, you're you've dated somebody twice, and this is the third date, and he's opened the car doors twice, and this third time he walked out and didn't open the car door, and he walked into the restaurant and didn't even say anything to you, and so the data is. The first two dates, you opened the car doors for me. The third date, you did not open the car door. You walked into the restaurant, and I was left sitting in the car. And now I'm telling stories in my head. Like, oh, no, he's not interested. Or he's mad or something. I said something dumb. Right. So you don't say, why did you get mad? Right. That's a judgment. This is just the observable facts. The observable facts. So you keep the judgments out of it, okay? Yeah. So you say that, and then the fourth step is you tell about, well... My feelings, you own your feelings, you own the story, the thoughts you have. Right. Say, so I was feeling hurt and a little afraid or, that or I confused. had, or confused that yes. I, I might have upset you. And I'm thinking that you're upset about something and I can't figure it out. So that's the story, right? Right. So, and then five, you get curious and you say, so what I'd like to know is what was going on for you when yeah. that happened? What were you thinking yeah. What were you feeling? Was there something that but, triggered yeah, that? But don't, but don't give them stuff. Were you distracted? Were you this? Were you that? No, Let no, no. You don't want to talk. list it, but just Let say, I was curious about, mm-hmm. that's yes. a good point. Yes. Just one thing. I was curious about what was going on for you. Yeah. Don't give them an out because sometimes that's an out. Oh yes. I was just distracted. Yeah. Oh, you good know, point. Yes. Very good point. So then get curious and find out something and that may inform you. Um, hopefully it informs you a little more of what was going on. And then then you make a, a, there may be an apology that's needed. And this is always, um, there it's, it's a good idea to look at it and go, gosh, maybe I need to apologize. Right. And I don't want you, cause I know there's some people that are always apologizing. Yes. That's not what this is about. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. No, I want you to feel it and think about your part and just go, you know what? I did not intend for that, I was just for that to make you feel that way. I was just distracted, and I'm so sorry that I wasn't more thoughtful of you. Yes, right. That's yes. a real apology. Yes. It's yes. not. It's not going back and trying to. Yeah. Um, well, tr- trying to blame or yeah. if you hadn't have done this, I wouldn't have reacted this way, or right. I wouldn't have said and that's that. The, or, yes, that's the blame, and that's the story, and that's yeah. not what this is all. We just want the data, and then you own your own feelings. The other person would be good to own their own feelings and their own 
stories or whatever. And this may turn into a big conversation. There may have been something that was not talked about previous. Right. That needs to be talked yes. about. So, um, and then the last part, the sixth part is making your request. What I would love, what I would love is if this happens again, I would love for you to blah, blah, blah. Tell me about it. Let's just say, or yes. I love it when you open the car door for me and, you know, whatever the resolution is for that. Well, part of that is that you do want to get along and that you do want to resolve conflict and that you don't want this hanging over your heads or building resentments, right? right. Absolutely. Um, can I tell you a story about one of my girlfriends? This yes. applies because we need to be careful about our pronouns here because we're women talking about men. And of course, men have these issues too, where they need yeah. to talk to women and um, but this her, is also woman to woman or man to man. Or, or anybody, yeah. yeah. Um, I had a girlfriend and she was having a Christmas party, but another one of our friends had invited me to the, her Christmas party. And I, as I looked at the list, this particular friend, it said add friend on Facebook, like she had unfriended me. Oh. Because I don't remember ever unfriending her. So I'm like, oh my gosh. So what did I do? I started telling myself story. What did I do? What did I do to this girl? I am obnoxious sometimes. Sometimes I put my foot in it. You know, I'm a human being and I can embrace that and apologize. And so I'm like, what on earth? Well, there was a dinner coming up and she was there. So I thought, well, I'm going to go take the temperature here and just see, because I'm like, this is really weird. And we sat, all sat down for dinner and it was all hugs and everything. And she was super normal. So I, I, I sent her a message after the dinner and I said, I think we're okay, but I noticed on the invite to your party that we're not friends anymore. And I didn't say, I didn't accuse, I didn't say you unfriended me because I don't know what happened. You're being curious. Yeah. So I was being curious and I said, um, I noticed we're not friends anymore. And I, t I took it. I said, geez, I hope I didn't do something that offended you because that's highly likely, you know, the way I run at the mouth. <laughs> And she immediately sent me a friend request and she said, I had no idea. She goes, I don't know what happened. But she didn't have any idea that we weren't friends anymore. Yeah, there I was just, no story there. Right? There was no story at all. But I could have been like, hey, why did you unfriend me? This is ridiculous. I didn't do anything to you because I don't remember doing anything to her. But knowing me, I could have put my foot in it. Um, and so, yeah, it was just a an adult conversation. We've been fine ever since. And it was just something that just needed to be clarified. That's great. That's a great example. So it could be so simple, right? Like it, that. It, it could it, I be. mean, it really just could be a weird misunderstanding. But we don't the, know who did but that. But the things where you set it up, you prepare, you prefaced mm -hmm. it, and you you said, "Hey, it could be me." You owned what a possibility or stuff. You were curious about it, and you approached her with kindness and and look at it resolved pretty easily. Yeah. And it can, sometimes it can, depending on the other person, it can be resolved pretty easily. Well, and I think I clarified, I would be sad if we weren't friends. And she's right. more of an acquaintance. She's not right. like, we, we don't know each other's deepest, darkest secrets. Well, she's you, more put an, some, you put you know, some positive into that relationship, yes. some positive feedback and made her feel good, I'm sure, by saying, I, I would be sad if we were not friends. Yeah. And you can do that in any conversation. I would be sad if, if this, you know, if, if we couldn't resolve this or yeah. if, if we were not, you know, friends after this or whatever. Right. Yeah. So, um, and here's another thing, um, as a woman to a man, if you've requested something of them, and this is particularly in a, some kind of a relationship that you might have, and it could be dating or whatever, but just say what, once you've made your request, what 
can I do to help you provide that for me? Um, just because men are hardwired to provide, it can be really helpful for them to just offer. And they may say nothing, you know, it may not be right. anything. Um, and that's more of an intimate partnership. But the other thing is celebrate that you have stood up for yourself, that you have stood up for the relationship, that you have moved forward in a powerful way, kindly and clearly to right. be able to take care of a, what could be a challenging conversation that could fester in something horrible if it wasn't taken yes. care of. But you've stu- you've nipped it in the bud and you've gone after that. Um, to, to, and it brings more light into the relationship. It brings more growth. growth. Yes. It it helps the relationship grow and it's expansive, which is all about, you know, the light of Jesus Christ. It's all expansive to do that. Setting a tone, setting a tone that we can have a conflict and resolve it. Absolutely. And just one, one thing I just want to add is, you know, we just talked about women doing this. A man's not going to approach it the same way. And I think it's important that we understand, that we understand and that we clarify things because a man's approach might be, Hey, can you not do that anymore? You know, he might be far more direct than us women who are telling so many stories in yeah. our head and, and all this other stuff. And we need to be able to say, um, can you approach that a little different or right. Hey, Oh my gosh, let's have a conversation about it. Right. And start a really good, you know, back and forth conversation about right. it. Right. And this all starts sharing with being curious. Yes. Rather than having the answers, rather than thinking we know what's happening. Curiosity yes. is such an important part of a relationship. And so that is when if someone approaches you, like you said, like if a guy is super direct like that, yeah. and then a woman can say, Hey, can you help me understand this? Or yes. you know, just be curious about it. And that's something we have to practice. Yes. So and these are important things to practice. And like I said, there are things that are components. These are all components of having a successful, challenging conversation. But there are different ways that it can be truncated or different ways to use them. Um, I've just given you a six-step process, so it's easier right. for you. Yes. But so, you do have to figure out your style and, yeah, your, and your groove with it. Absolutely. Especially as couples, you know, where, you know, he might be res- not be responsive to your six steps as much as, hey, can you just like spit it out? you know (laughs) kind of thing I just want to hear it yeah Yeah. but you know the conversations and the communication is just super super important right but you need to figure that out and if it's not working what you're doing ask them yeah what would work for you how could I better approach this because this is how I was feeling and I don't want to feel that way about you in our relationship right and we've talked about this a long time ago one of our podcasts about just saying hey how do you uh, setting up ahead of time how do you like to resolve conflict yeah. or challenges mm-hmm. that come up. Yeah. What, what is the best way for you? And some people don't do that. I've talked to a lot of married couples that never thought they'd fight about anything. I just couldn't even imagine anything we'd fight about because the relationship was just so fast moving and so fun and so great and everything that they never did figure that out before they got married. And then they're like, whoa, right. <laughs> you know, so it is important in dating to figure out conflict. And I tell people, if you haven't had a big fight already, Man, I hope you do before you get yeah. married and figure that out. That's right. Because that's going to be and helpful. It doesn't necessarily have to be a big fight, but it could be a big conflict. Yes. It could be it could be approaching something that you might feel is sens- a sensitive topic or you know, something you don't like about the other person about the way they're handling something. So right. those are hard, but it doesn't have to be a big, you know, terrible conversation, but it just handling conflict is such a, you know, or things that are not super 
warm fuzzy. <laughs> right. And then if somebody's approaching you, I hope that you give yourself grace and give them grace and and you know, acknowledge that that was probably hard for them to approach you. Yes. You know, and and realize that you're not perfect either. Well, and you get to also respond with, "Wow, this is what I was thinking and I'm yes. feeling mm-hmm. and I'm feel, I feel really sad that you took that that way." Yes, or, or I would never want to hurt you yeah, that way. Yeah. Or, or it's like, "You know what? Honestly, I felt angry because you did something earlier, blah blah blah." And so, I'm sorry. I should have caught this then yes. instead of sitting on it. So own your stuff. That's yes. one of the big, be curious, own your stuff. This is all emotional intelligence as well. And yeah. we need to be grown ups. Part of emotional intelligence is really being a grown up about things. Yes. And I want to add here too, you don't have to own anyone else's stuff, but your own, because no. there are plenty of people out there that want to own the whole thing because that's safe for them. Yeah. This is not about, this is not about false safety. This is about real safety where you create a relationship that there is real trust where you can bring these hard talent conversations to the table. Yes. Right. Definitely. So, um, so let's just review this. Oh, I want to say one other thing about when you're, when you're having these conversations, being a good listener. Yes. Really important. So important. So, Make sure that you're in a place where you feel like like maybe you need to be sitting down, taking a couple of breaths, and just and maybe even up front just acknowledge and say, "Hey, um, I'm a little scared about this, and I want to hear what you have to say." Yeah, you know, and then listen. And good listening is when you hear what they say, reflect back to them what they said. Yes, word for word in their words. You don't have to say everything, but use their words. When you use your own words, you start telling a story. Yes. So if they said, I was really hurt by you slamming that door, um, then you can say, I heard you say you were really hurt by me slamming the door. Now, slamming the door is a judgment. Yeah. It's a story. Closing the door and making a big loud noise is the data. Right. Slamming the door is a judgment, just to be clear. But you can use those those same words because they use those words. So that's reflective listening, where you really listen and try and take the time to really hear what they've said. And then you can ask them, was there more or can I respond now? Yes. You know what I mean? That's part of having a very adult yeah. conversation, that yeah. emotional we intelligence. We do need to so behave like Be adults. a good listener. Mm-hmm. Okay. And even when they're talking, you can just say, you know what, as you're telling me this, it's bringing up anger and I'm not sure what this is about, but I just want you to know I, I'm feeling angry right now. Yeah. So just owning it is such a big step in having these kind of conversations. Now, maybe you're talking to someone that isn't going to own it at all. That's right. going to really react badly. Which is telling. Yeah. It's telling. You're learning a lot about them. You stay in what, where you want to be yes. and how you want to do it. And you just take note of what's going on and get your, you know, if you need to get yourself to safety, for sure, do that. Take a breath. And you may say, well, we'll visit this later or, okay, thank you. And you know that this right. is, this is not going It's anywhere. not good. Yeah. That you can't handle that. So way. yeah, there's all kinds of things. So let's just, any, any last thoughts, Sharon? Um, no. I think you've done a great job with this. Thank you. So the six steps was the one was to prepare yourself, recognize, um, recognize what's going on. That's, and I called that the setup. Um, the second one is to request the time or preface 
preface what you know you're going to do with the other person prepare them this the third one is to um, share observable facts so you share what you yes. what, what happened the fourth one is to own your own feelings and your own stories about it yes and just say and then the the fifth one is to get curious about what was that like for you what was going on for you when that happened and the sixth step is to say what I would love is so to make that request of how you'd like to move forward yes so um and then congratulate yourself for for if it didn't go well because the other person didn't respond well that's not on you right but congratulate yourself for building that muscle so yes, important it is an and for bringing muscle. so much more to the table in your relationship so much more capacity to grow and to love and to be in a relationship so yes all right guys wrapping it up wrapping it thanks up thanks so much for listening all right talk to you next time bye bye Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and that it inspired you on your dating journey. Please share this with anyone you think might benefit from what you've heard today and click the button to follow us. You can reach either Sharon or I at datetoyourpotential.com. We work with people who are single or married. We want you to know you are not alone. We support you. We are in this with you.